0: Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Friday, October 6th, and I hope that you are having a wonderful day. Quick disclaimer for all of you today is going to be a bit different of an episode. Unfortunately, as I was preparing to record this podcast, I had a bit of an emergency that I had to attend to, and it took me away from recording. So today is actually a recording from a Friday episode a few weeks back, well, way back in July, in fact. So apologies for that, but we will return on Monday with a brand new episode. If this is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, topics, or categories. We do, however, have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. So today is Friday, which means today will be very hard, the hardest day of the week, However, if you do find this episode to be challenging, not to worry, we will be back on Monday with an easier episode, and of course, I encourage you to listen to every day, you never know when you might learn something. So, without further delay, let's get into today's round of questions with question number one, who was the first female Prime Minister of India? the first female prime minister of india was indira gandhi indira gandhi was an indian politician and stateswoman who served as the third prime minister of india from 1966 to 1977 and then again from 1980 until her unfortunate assassination in 1984. she was india's first and to date only female prime minister and a central figure in Indian politics. Gandhi's father, Jawaharlal Nehru, was the first prime minister of India, and her son succeeded her in office as the country's sixth prime minister, quite a family of politicians. As prime minister, Gandhi was known for her political intransigence, and unprecedented centralization of power. Her supporters cite her leadership during victories over geopolitical rivals China and Pakistan, the Green Revolution, a growing economy in the early 1980s, and her anti-poverty campaign that led her to be known as the Mother of India. For the record, she was not actually related to Mahatma Gandhi. I actually Googled it. I wanted to know. Uh, Gandhi is a relatively common name in India, and it came to her actually by marriage. The name means grocer. So, Indira Gandhi, first female prime minister of India, first and only female prime minister of India. Question number two, who is the anonymous British street artist known for his politically charged and thought provoking artwork that often feature stenciled images? And that artist is Banksy. Banksy is an anonymous England-based street artist, political activist, and film director whose real name and identity remain unconfirmed and the subject of speculation. Active since the 1990s, his satirical street art and subversive epigrams combine dark humor with graffiti executed in a distinctive stenciled technique. His works of political and social commentary have appeared on streets, walls, and bridges throughout the world. Despite all this, he was actually nominated for an Oscar in 2010 when his film Exit Through the Gift Shop was featured at the Academy Awards. He requested to turn up in disguise to, again, to hide his identity, uh, but they actually turned him down. But it was okay, his his film actually didn't win anyway. Moving on to question three, who is considered the father of Psycho- analysis The father of psychoanalysis was Sigmund Freud Sigmund Freud was an Austrian neurologist and the founder of psychoanalysis a clinical method for evaluating and treating pathologies seen as originating from conflicts in the psyche through dialogue between patient and psychoanalyst and the distinctive theory of mind and human agency derived from it. In founding psychoanalysis, Freud developed therapeutic techniques such as the use of free association and discovered transference, establishing its central role in the analytic process freud's redefinition of sexuality to include its infantile forms led him to formulate the odious complex as the central tenet of psychoanalytic theory his analysis of dreams as wish fulfillments provided him with models for the clinical analysis of symptom formation and the underlying mechanisms of repression on this basis Freud elaborated his theory of the unconscious and went on to develop a model of psychic structure comprising id, ego, and superego. However, because of his Jewish descent, following the German annexation of Austria in March 1938, Freud left Austria to escape Nazi persecution. He died in exile in the United Kingdom in 1939. The father of psychoanalysis was Sigmund Freud. Moving on to question four, which European country is known for having the highest GDP per capita in the world? And that European country is the little country of Luxembourg. The economy of Luxembourg is largely dependent on the banking, steel, and industrial sectors. And because of this, Luxembourgers enjoy the highest per capita gross domestic product in the world. Luxembourg is also known around the world as a business-friendly country with low corporate taxes, a stable workforce, and government incentives with respect to investment. Luxembourg is one of the smallest countries in the world, situated just between Germany, France, and Belgium, but it produces award-winning wine and features an ancient network of underground tunnels. Moving on to question five. Which athlete holds the record for the most Olympic gold medals won in a single Olympic Games? And that record holder is Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps is an American former competitive swimmer. He is the most successful and most decorated Olympian of all time with a total of 28 medals. Phelps also holds the all time record for Olympic gold medals at 23 Olympic gold medals in individual individual events at 13 medals and Olympic medals in individual events. at 16 medals at the 2004 summer Olympics in Athens. Phelps tied the the record for eight medals in any color at a single games by winning six gold and two bronze medals four years later when he won eight gold medals at the 2008 beijing games he broke fellow american swimmer mark spitz's 1972 record of seven first place finishes at any single olympic games at the 2012 summer olympics in london Phelps won four gold medals and two silver medals, and at the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio de Janeiro, he won five gold medals and one silver. This made him the most successful athlete of the Games for the fourth Olympics in a row. A fun fact uh, while training, Phelps would eat around 12,000 calories of food every day. So, Michael Phelps world record holder for the most olympic gold medals moving on to question six which movie won at the academy award for best picture in 1999 the winner of the best picture in 1999 was shakespeare in love In 1999, Shakespeare in Love won the Academy Award for Best Picture, an honor that many thought belonged to its stiffest competitor, Steven Spielberg's $70 million World War II drama, Saving Private Ryan. Shakespeare in Love depicts a fictional love affair involving playwright William Shakespeare and Viola de la Sep, while Shakespeare was writing Romeo and Juliet. Several characters are based on historical figures, and many of the characters, lines, and plot devices allude to Shakespeare's plays. The victory of Shakespeare in love over Saving Private Ryan caused such a shock and so much uproar that it actually forced a changing of the rules for selecting the big picture moving forward. Moving on to question seven. Which animal holds the record for the longest migration by a mammal? And that animal was a gray whale. In 2015, a female Western gray whale swam from Russia to Moscow and back again, a total of 14,000 miles, or 22,511 kilometers, in just 172 days. The new title holder is a gray whale named Varvara, which means Barbara in Russian. Seven gray whales, including Varvara, were tagged by researchers off of the shores of Russia. She then crossed the Bering Sea, the Gulf of Alaska, and the length of North America to get to the Baja breeding areas that are used by eastern North Pacific animals. Uh, Two other gray whales, named Agent and Flex, also made similar migration routes, although their tags fell off before reaching the breeding grounds. What is more surprising is that uh, is that she appeared to have taken a different route to and from the breeding grounds in Mexico, which suggests that she actually knew the migration route well. So longest migration by a mammal, a gray whale named Varvara. Moving on to question eight. Which river is the longest in the world, stretching approximately 4,135 miles? The longest river in the world is the Nile River. The Nile River flows from south to north through eastern Africa. It begins in the rivers that flow into Lake Victoria, which is located in modern-day Uganda, Tanzania, and Kenya. And the river empties into the Mediterranean Sea, more than 4,000 miles or 6,000 kilometers to the north. This makes it one of the longest rivers in the world. The Nile has been the lifeline of, of the civilizations in Egypt since the Stone Age and was integral in the development of the ancient Egyptian civilization. Longest river in the world was the Nile River. Moving on to question nine. What is the term used to describe the smallest particle of an element that retains the chemical properties of that element? And that particle is called an atom. Atoms are the smallest particle of matter that takes part in a chemical reaction. Atoms are also defined as the smallest particle of an element that retains all the properties of an element. Atoms are extremely small, typically around 100 picometers across. For reference, human hair is about a million carbon atoms wide. That's how small they are. This is smaller than the shortest wavelength of visible light, which means humans cannot actually see atoms with a conventional microscope. Atoms are so small that accurately predicting their behavior using classical physics is not possible due to quantum effects. Uh, Fun fact, your body replaces roughly 99% of every atom every year by making new ones. Moving on to question 10 or final question. What is the term used to describe the relationship between two organisms where one organism benefits while the other is neither harmed nor benefited? that term is commensalism. Commensalism is a long-term biological interaction in which members of one species gain benefits while those of the other species neither benefits nor are they harmed. This is in contrast with mutualism, in which both organisms benefit from each other, aminalism, where one is harmed while the other is unaffected, and parasitism, where one is harmed and the other benefits. The commensal, that is the species that benefits from the association, may obtain nutrients, shelter, support, or locomotion from the host species, which is substantially unaffected. The simplest example of commensalism is a bird making a nest in a tree. The tree provides shelter and protection to the bird without getting significantly harmed or affected by the bird itself. So commensalism, the relationship between two organisms where one benefits and the other is not harmed. So that concludes this round of my daily trivia. If you found this round to be simple, that's fantastic. This is the hardest day of the week. And I applaud you. If you found this one to be uh, a little difficult, a bit of a challenge, I'm glad you listened. And I hope you tune in on Monday. For all of you listening, I encourage you to tell your friends tell your family we're of course trying to grow the community here at my daily trivia i want to thank each of you again for listening to my daily trivia i'm your host danny and i will see you on monday